Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Father, this morning we know that you have your eyes turned towards us. The love that you have for us each one is a very real part of who you are as our God and our Father. We ask today that we might hear your heartbeat of love for us, that we would have ears to hear it, that we would experience it in our spirits and that in us there would be a response where we just turn our faces to you and all that you have purposed and desired for us, that we'd be saying yes, receiving it afresh we ask in this day, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. My life changed just a bit over 35 years ago. There was something new birthed into my heart. It was a new longing. And this longing was brought into my heart because my first child was born. And I was there at the first child and, and, and at the birth, I could not understand how anyone could not believe in God that's been at the birth of a child. It's just an absolute miracle of God. But in the midst of that, there was this new thing that was birthed in me. And this, this was this longing towards this new babe. This longing for this babe to grow up, to be all, and my first child was a girl, then I had a another girl and another boy and it's, it, it was for, for each of them. The, the, a longing for them to step into all the fullness of who they were purposed to be. Holding in my arms I, I, as a babe and say, I just can't wait until you can talk and I can talk with you. All those longings. And that's talking about 35 years ago, but I'm going through it all again because now I've got grandchildren. Grandparents, you're saying, yeah, we know what you mean. And it's happening again. This, this, this longing is, is just for all these little ones, it's there. And what I'd like for us to understand this morning, this is the heart of the Father for you. He's got a longing. And he's always got that longing. And it just beats in his heart and it's always directed towards you. Every time he sees you, that longing's there. He wants you to step into all the fullness of what he purposed you to be. Never goes away. Just, just part of his heartbeat. Part of his heartbeat. And what we're going to see today is this is part of what we see in Jesus. It was part of his language. It was part of what he talked about. It was part of his dealing with the disciples. There was always his longing of the Father being expressed through Jesus. It was in his language, in what he spoke about. And just think for a moment. When Jesus saw some, what was the most common compliment that Jesus paid to someone? Or the most common, as it were, correction that he brought to them, especially his disciples? Think about it for a moment. What was the, the one thing that when he saw it in someone, he complimented them for it? Or when his disciples weren't quite living in the fullness of it, he said, 
Come on, guys, you need to, you need to step up here. What was it? It was faith. When the woman touched him, he said, your faith has healed you. When he saw the four men lower the paralytic down in the house, he saw their faith and he healed that man. It was constantly there in the language of Jesus. And because it comes out along in the Father, the Father wants to lift you up into the fullness of faith, of walking with him and knowing him. And so this morning, we're going to look at just three examples of Jesus dealing with his disciples, calling them into this life of faith. And I pray in the midst of this that we can understand something of what it means for us, each one as well. Now, the first of these happens on a boat. And it's quite interesting that it happens on a boat because many of the disciples, they were what? They were fishermen. And even Matthew, who was a tax collector, was a tax collector in Capernaum, which was a fishing town. So these disciples, this is their world. And so where does Jesus step into? He steps into their world. Just like with Peter, he said, go out, put out your boat and let down the nets and there's this huge catch. He steps into our world. And it's in that place that he calls us to new steps of faith. And so the disciples are in the boat with Jesus and this huge storm comes and blows and winds and the disciples, even these experienced fishermen, they're experiencing a few emotions. And they come and they express these emotions to Jesus because Jesus is not experiencing these emotions because Jesus is asleep. And they come to Jesus and they worship Jesus. Jesus, don't you care that we're all going to die? What does Jesus answer? I've got the words up here for you. They're coming, they're coming. Ah, there they are. You of little faith, why are you afraid? You see, because Jesus brought in this new era. It was prophesied. And a son shall be born to you and his name shall be Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. Jesus, you forgot who's in the boat with you. Of course, we've never forgotten that, have we? Pretty often. God with us. And Jesus said, before he died, he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. And then he said, lo, I am, he said, go and make disciples to all nations and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. You see, there's a whole new season because God is with us. God's in the boat. I can remember one time I was praying and there was a, I can't even remember what the issue is now, but at that time, that issue was a pretty big issue. It was sort of my panicking issue. And I'm coming and I say, well, look, I'm a a Christian. I I know what to do here. I'm going to go and pray. And so I sat down and I, I prayed. I think it was at least an hour. And I prayed to the Lord for an hour for this issue. And I got up from that hour of praying 
And I was more worried at the end of the hour than I was at the beginning. And I said, Lord, that's not the way it's meant to work. And the Lord agreed with me. (laughs) And he just gave me that loving rebuke. He said, I hope you don't call that prayer. And I thought, um, I thought it was prayer. And he said, no, no, no. He said, that was worrying in front of me. (laughs) And the Lord said, look, that's better than worrying apart from me. He wasn't just hitting me over the stick, but he <laughs> head. He said that that's better than worrying apart from me. But that was just worrying in front of me. And then he lifted up the scriptures. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I said, sorry, Lord, that wasn't prayer. That was worrying in front of you. I need to step back and I had to go back again and this time pray, knowing who God is, knowing that he rewards and put faith into action. You see, one of the the spiritual parts of the armour is the shield of faith. And it says the shield of faith is given us so that the fiery darts of the enemy cannot hurt us or wound us. But so often... When we don't use that shield of faith, the darts of the enemy hit us. They go right into our heart and we're, we're caught up in anxiety. We're caught up with worry. We're caught up with all these emotions that are going, they're on a, I'm old, like a, a, a record <laughs> that just gets, and the needle gets stuck and it just keeps on going over and over and over and over and over again. The shield of faith is meant for us. And the shield of faith stops the darts of the enemy. And so those darts of the enemy that the enemy had planned to get into us and wound us and then just bind us up, what are they? They're just little bits of wood that we can walk on. You see, the Lord wants to step into this faith of knowing he's with us. He's pronounced his blessing over us. Who's bigger than our God? No, he's pronounced his blessing. And I come back, Lord, you've already pronounced your blessing over me. Nothing that comes against me, I need to be afraid of because your blessing is upon my life. That's the first example. Before we look at the second example, I'd like to to show a piece of artwork. Don't show it yet. A piece of artwork that I saw in Germany and I I visited a, a ministry place in Germany and they had some prophetic art so I said oh I'm feeling at home here and it was some wonderful prophetic art it was great but there was one piece of art that really hit my heart really struck me and uh, I've reproduced it for us here and if you hear a groan that's probably my wife groaning because she knows the the level of my artistic ability in in drawing which is non-existent but I've, met, I've, I've done an effort to try and reproduce it. So could we have that for us, please? In the midst of all this artwork, there was this one piece and it really hit me. No risk, no story. If we're going to walk with God, he's going to ask us to step by faith. 
And the world will say, that's risky. But if it's a faith walk, have a guess what? (laughs) There's a whole realm of discovery we're going to start. We're going to discover stories that we never knew were there. And this is true for the next example that we want to have. Because once again, it happens in a boat. And by the way, this happens after a great day of the Lord Jesus teaching his disciples about faith. It was such an important thing that he taught them that it's the only miracle other than the resurrection that's mentioned in all four Gospels. And we're going to come to that at the end of the the message this morning. But at the end of that day, once again, Jesus sets the disciples out and he puts them in a boat. And so they're travelling out in a boat and they're rowing and rowing, trying to get where Jesus has told them to go because Jesus stayed behind and is praying on the mountain. And they're, they're struggling in the middle of the night. And in the middle of the night, after trying and trying and trying and getting nowhere, they see something they did not expect to see. Jesus walking on the water. Wow. And in the midst of that, Peter, bless his heart, jumps up and says, Lord Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come to you. And what does Jesus answer? Come. And have you ever thought about the next step? Getting out of the boat. Was, do you think it was a... Looking at Peter, I don't think it was. It was straight over the side, straight out there, and he's out there, heading off towards Jesus. But it didn't go all smoothly. As the winds and the waves, the, the sea was not smooth, and Peter was not finding in a smooth transition. And he looks at the winds and the waves, and he starts to struggle, and he's sinking. And he calls out to Jesus and Jesus picks him up and takes him back to the boat. But I want you to have a look at what Jesus said to Peter. What does does Jesus say to Peter in this time? He says, oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, I want you to think of this for a minute. Oftentimes we might think Jesus is saying, oh, why did you doubt? I don't believe that was the heart of Jesus here. We looked at the beginning. God has a longing for us to step up into the fullness of what his purpose for us. And so I believe Jesus, when he's saying this, is, oh, Peter, oh, oh, Peter, you would do it. Oh, Peter, you would, oh, oh, why did you doubt? I'm, Can you hear his longing? Can you hear his longing? He's not condemning Peter. He's inviting Peter to keep going, to step further. Oh, why did you tell? Can you hear the longing of a Lord that loves him? Now, the thing I'd like for us to see tonight is what about the other 11 disciples in the boat? Did they get it wrong? Should they all have been out there on the water? I don't think so. Because you see, Peter heard the prompting of the Holy Spirit. 
Lord, if that's you, tell me to come. The Holy Spirit didn't put that on the other 11 disciples. The other 11 disciples weren't meant to get out of the boat. That wasn't their call. Whose call was it? Peter's. Peter got out of the boat. Peter went. And it was an invitation to Peter to step into new measures of faith. You see, faith is based upon God's word. It's upon, based upon his person and his word. And I believe that God is, for each and every one of us, going to call for us at different times to step out of the boat. And our response should be of faith. Lord, if you're telling me, I'll go. I'll do it. For those 11 disciples back in the boat, it wasn't their time. They were all called at different times to get out of the boat. But on that occasion, it was just Peter. The Lord has given me a number of different things where he's called me to get out of the boat. First of these happened when I was about 17 years of age. The Lord said, I was coming up to 18. And I said, yeah, looking forward to 18. And the Lord said, no. He said, I want you to make a covenant with me that you will not drink alcohol. And I heard the Lord speak and I said, oh, Lord, yes, I'll make that commitment. I'll make that covenant. I'm not going to drink. Now, I don't, that's not a covenant for everyone. And I don't preach that and I don't practice that. But it was a covenant the Lord asked for me. I said, will you get out of the boat? Yes, Lord. In 1994, I had a personal encounter with the Lord. He came and he anointed me and called me as, to be a prophet to, to, to the nations. And, and part of that, he called me to remember that I'd met with God. I'd stepped on holy ground. And so since that time, I've not preached the message with shoes on since. But that's my personal covenant. like to share one more personal covenant the Lord asked me to, where he asked me to get out of the boat. And this happened in 1989, because in 1989, I had the wonderful privilege of visiting the Solomon Islands because I'd heard that Solomon Islands was experiencing revival at that time. And I went up and I visited the Solomon Islands and we went through about three or four days of prayer and worship just nonstop. Every time I came to worship, the Lord would convict me of a sin and it's just, just an incredible cleansing power. I thought, oh, this is revival. I said, no, 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 no. We've lost revival. We want to get it back. And after four days of just nonstop worship and praise, the Holy Spirit entered the building and shook the whole building. You could hear audibly the sound of the wind of the Holy Spirit come into the building and the whole place, and place was shaken with power. Now, in the midst of this whole experience, when we were singing and worshipping, there was something that was stirring in my heart because I recognised that for a long time I'd been singing songs. And suddenly the words, the words, these words of these Christian songs were the treasures of my heart. And suddenly from, from, from my heart to the Lord in the presence of the Holy Spirit, these were real and they were, they, they were everything. And part of the prayer in my heart, Lord, how can I go back 
and, and, and be living in Australia with, 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 with what I was used to and not lose the reality of your presence and this revival. And the Lord asked me to make a covenant, and so I made a covenant. Lord, I'm not going to sing songs anymore. And this is my personal covenant I made at that time. Lord, if it says kneel, I'm going to kneel. If it says raise your hands, I'm going to raise my hands. If it says dance, I'm going to dance. If it says shout, I'm going to shout. And I'm just learning, that's my personal covenant. I've just been in Germany. And uh, uh, I was asked to, to, to gather with a group of intercessors there from Germany and Finland. And they asked me to come uh, as part of the leadership team. So I arrived there and part of the leadership team, they put me in the very front seat right in front of everyone. And they start to worship. <laughs> well, <coughs> I'm out there dancing. <laughs> This is with a group of Germans. <laughs> That's the way it is. And I, let me tell you, in, in, in one of the worship times, I saw in a heaven and I saw the Lord Jesus as a bridegroom come down and dance with us. So I danced with Jesus. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. And on the last day, There was an anointing from Finland to Germany to step into the fullness of, of, their, of their calling as a nation. And as you did that, one, one, one of the Germans responded by getting on the set of drums and starting to play. And as he's playing the drums, I'm seeing drums being played in America, in South Africa, in Japan, in Russia, all over the world. It was releasing this, this re release from Germany of this worship over all the world. And then a... a, a Finish um, in a sister and he started playing the piano and there was no words to this song and he just started to play with him and, and, and just expressing this song and I'm seeing this release of this joy and I looked around and this whole building of all these Germans and Finns, they were dancing <laughs> and releasing this joy of the Lord. I believe the Lord's going to call each and every one of us. Uh, for me, it's been personal covenant. He's going to call each and every one of you, each and every one of us to step out of the boat. And it's different to how he calls the next person to us to step out of the boat. It was still 10, there were still 11 disciples in the boat when Peter's out there on the water, but that was Peter's call. And you need to fulfill your call. Now, I said earlier, this was at the end of a, a really incredible day for the disciples because what had happened earlier that day was that there was this huge multitude of people and they had come and they had been with Jesus to hear his teaching for quite an extended period of time. And so the disciples came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, Jesus, these people have been here for all this time listening to your message. You, you need to dismiss them now so they can go out into all the other villages and get some food so that they're going to have strength for their journey home. Did the disciples really pick up the need that was there in the people? Yes, they did. Did they express it in the right way, bringing it to Jesus? Yes, they did. But I want to challenge you now 
with what Jesus said to the disciples. And I've got it up here for us here. What did Jesus say to his disciples? You feed them. Now, how the disciples feel when Jesus told them you feed them? <laughs> that would take more than nine months' wages and what, how are we? They went through all the stuff. And then Jesus just turns and says, what have you got? Uh, we've got two fish and five loaves. Jesus said, bring it to me. Jesus blessed it and then he gave it to his disciples. So each of the disciples, 12 disciples, two fish, five loaves. They've got one sixth of a fish and less than a half of a loaf of bread in their hands. And they lift up their eyes and the multitudes. And what does Jesus say? Off you go. So the disciples had to walk out. A little bit of fish, a little bit of bread, a little bit of fish. Oh, you missed out on the bread. Yeah, yeah. Going, 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 ha, ha, ha. going, ha, ha, ha. going. Hey, you, you want some more? Here, I've got some more. Going, 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 going. Who fed the 5,000 men and all the women and children? The disciples did it. You see, Jesus was training them about the faith, wasn't he? He was putting their hands and says, just go and do it. And as they went, as they got out of the boat, in a sense now, they went out and it just happened. That was the beginning of the day at the end of the night. That's why Peter said, hey, if that's you, Jesus, tell me to come and I'll come. You see, he'd had that training earlier in the day that he'd discovered that God could do things in his life that he could never do out of his own strength or even his own giftedness. You see, that's the journey of faith that I believe the Lord wants to take us all on. And I believe in this hour and this day, this is new, this is a challenge that the Spirit of God is bringing into the church of God today. To produce the 30, 60, 100 fold. I brought a chair up here. Of course, this is where we're finishing tonight, uh, this morning. I'd like to invite the band if they'd like to start making their way back up. Because I, I want to finish this, this morning with one of the most radical things that Jesus said. He said some pretty ra radical things, didn't he? Love your enemies. Woo! Ah. That's. But he, this is recorded in John 14. Just after he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, by the way, same passage. He said, all the things that you've seen me do, you're going to do those things. That's a big statement, isn't it? I look at me, <laughs> mission impossible. 
in my strength. Or if, in, if I even throw in all my spiritual gifts that I've got, you know, I might, might scratch a little bit of it. But Jesus didn't leave it there. He said, all the things that you've seen me do, I want you to do those things. But He takes it to another whole level. He goes, and those things and greater things. You, you, you may have noticed I'm a bit vertically challenged compared to a lot of other people. And when we compare ourselves to other people, we say, we can't do it. But you see, the things that God wants to do in us, He's, des- he, he's designed us for this. He's called us for this. He's purposed us for this. To do the things that Jesus is, and even greater things. That's not in my strength. That's not in my ability. Even if I throw in my spiritual gifts, I'm still so far short, it doesn't even matter. But I'd like to release to you today that your Lord Jesus has called you, He's purposed you, He's put you alive in this hour and this day, and in this hour and this day, He's calling His body to do the things that He was doing. And even, I believe the Lord wants to stir up our faith today that we're saying, Jesus, that's not in me, but it is in you. And I want to be in you and I want you to be in me so that all that you have purposed for my life will be 100% fully and totally completed for your glory and praise. Amen. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you that you've called us. We thank you that you've put your Holy Spirit in us. The same Holy Spirit that came into your dead body that was in the grave and brought it life brought it to life again. You want to, in your resurrection life that you put in us, for us to do all the things that you did, Lord Jesus, and even greater things. Lord, by faith today, we want to receive that. Lead us into the fullness so that that is brought to prophetic fulfilment in each and every one of our lives for your glory and praise. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.